The Holy Gospel according to John, the third chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So while our first reading is the story of Isaiah's call to prophesy, it is first and foremost the story of how Isaiah is a witness to the extraordinary, of something that is normally concealed from the human eye. Where on Pentecost in the Acts of the Apostles, Luke recalled Joel's own description of the Holy Spirit being poured out upon the people, saying, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams, in this reading, we hear Isaiah describe his own vision of the Lord. First, he describes 
seeing the Lord seated on a throne and the hem of the Lord's robe, the very thin hem filled the room. This is the majestic and sovereign Adonai, God of the universe, holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, holy and mighty, holy and immortal, whose glory we name in the great thanksgiving when we sing the Sanctus. Next, Isaiah describes the presence of the seraphs, celestial winged serpents near to God. And when the seraphs speak, the text tells us the pivots on the threshold shook and the house filled with smoke. This encounter with the Lord was neither cerebral nor academic. It was tactile. It was physical. Shaking and trembling disturb you. They alert you to what is happening around you. Smoke gets into your nostrils and your eyes and lingers on your clothes and even on your skin. The encounter stays with you. Isaiah's extraordinary encounter with the divine echoes in the lives of Moses, Ezekiel, and even Paul. When Moses was leading the people of Israel to meet God, Exodus 19 says they stood at the foot of Mount Sinai and it was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended upon it in fire. The smoke went up like the smoke of a kiln while the whole mountain shook violently. When Ezekiel was confronting Israel, Ezekiel 38 says, The Lord declared on that day, There shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, and all human beings that are on the face of the earth shall quake at my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the cliffs shall fall, and every wall shall tumble to the ground. When Paul was imprisoned with Silas in Philippi, Acts 16 says, Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened. Encountering God should affect it should leave us changed in some way. We should not be the same as we were before. Often in scripture, we see God enter into relationship with a person who is then set apart to bear witness to God. After the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush and told him that he would lead God's people out of Egypt, Moses protested. But God gave him a staff and healed his hand from leprosy so that the people would recognize his authority as one whom God had sent. And again, when the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, he protested that he was only a boy. But then the Lord put out his hand and touched his mouth. And the Lord said to Jeremiah, Now 
I have put my words in your mouth. And again, when Ezekiel was commissioned to speak the Lord's words to the people, a scroll was spread out before him, and the Lord instructed him to eat it. And when he had eaten it, he testified that it was as sweet as honey. And again, when Paul, who was first known as Saul, met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he fell down on the road and was blinded for three days before Ananias laid hands on him and he regained his sight and began to proclaim Jesus as the Son of God. When it was Isaiah's turn, the prophet responded in confession. And the seraph placed a burning coal upon his lips to purify and to sanctify him. His confession is both for himself and for the people of Israel. Woe is me. I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. In his large catechism, Martin Luther teaches that the purpose of confession isn't to come and say how upright or how wicked you are, but to lament your need and allow yourself to be helped so that you may attain a joyful heart and conscience. It is to hear what God wants to say to you. And the gift that Isaiah receives and that we all receive when we encounter the Holy who is God is the word that brings absolution or forgiveness for the comfort and restoration of our souls. God responds to our lament with forgiveness, providing balm, and as the African-American spiritual promises, curing the sin-sick soul and making the wounded whole. Isaiah is a witness to the extraordinary. Shaken and disturbed, humbled by the awesome power of God, compelled to confession and fashioned in forgiveness, he is sent out into the world. This morning, I want to ask, what will shake you into response? Where have you heard God speaking and you cannot overlook it or dismiss it any longer? Are you moved to confession for yourself or for the world in which we live? Not pointing fingers or mocking others for their beliefs or calling other human beings names but naming instead what Old Testament scholar Walter Bergman calls the real deathliness that hovers over us and gnaws at us. 
What will it take for you and I to voice true lament that the ways in which the brokenness, the sinfulness of our human nature, our conceit and our vanity are on display? And how might we shine light into the darkness and tear away the veil that covers the fear and pain that individuals so desperately want to share and to own but are not permitted to do so? Brueggemann describes the prophetic imagination to which we are called in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets as one that cuts through the numbness and penetrates the self-deception so that to the ends of the earth God is confessed as Lord inhabited by the power and spirit of God our hearts are burning because our holy God is here setting us apart and calling us into the world as witnesses Let us pray. Your way, O oh God, is holy. Thank you for restoring your people with abundant grace and forgiveness. Created for relationship and set apart as your children, draw us to you in confession when we turn away from you. Fashion us now into a people who bear witness to your love for all. We pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.